Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, everyone. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks audio experience with your host, as always, Mike Santaguida, and diving into... Today's episode with the goalie coach of the University of Minnesota's 2021 Mike Richter Award winner and Big Ten champ this year, Jack LaFontaine, and that coach is Carl Popper. And in this episode, we dive into Carl's career and and all the pitfalls he went through and, and how he's using that now, you know, to give back to his current goaltenders to help them avoid the same uh, the same things that he went through and most goaltenders go through and we dive deep into his season with Jack what separates Jack from from everyone else and, and specifically the work they did together on a daily and a weekly basis to, to get Jack ready every week to be college hockey's best goaltender this year 2021 Mike Richter award winner so appreciate Carl making some time excited to give you guys inside scoop so without further ado let's jump into this week's conversation I know you're gonna love the chat Carl and I at today. Hello, Evan. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast. And I am pumped to be joined today by another awesome coach at the next level. Recently, recently coaching Jack LaFontaine to the Mike Richter Award win in the 2021 season. And that coach is Carl Popper. And after growing up in Mainville, Ohio, Carl went on to play over 75 games of junior hockey before moving on to play Division Three before deciding to retire in 2016. In the following year, Carl got an interim assistant coaching job with the Ohio State Division I program for the women's team. In 2018, he moved on to coaching the women's Division I program at the University of Minnesota. Uh, the last three seasons, as well as for the last two seasons, uh, was named the men's ice hockey goalie coach at the University of Minnesota, coaching Jack LaFontaine to a breakout season, uh, clinching a Big Ten League championship and an NCAA tournament bid, as well as the Mike Richter Award and currently holds a position as a director for Mega Goaltending based in Twin Cities, Minnesota. And I couldn't be happier to welcome him to the show today to chat some goalie development. Carl, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, a pleasure. And, and uh, you know, it's it's great to have you on. Your name has come up a lot on the show with guests. And uh, shout out to Rob Liddell for first recommending to bring you on. And, and I know given your experience coaching at the next level for you know, five years would be a great fit for the show, man. But maybe you can just start off by detailing to everyone, you know, obviously amazing year for you and your team. And, and you know, maybe you can just detail how, how the year went, you know, briefly and, and some of the challenges you guys had to overcome due to COVID and how exactly overcame them. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a tough year, especially being a, a college athlete, not being able to um, really get a full college experience. And I think that the toughest was for, you know, our seniors as well as our freshmen, right? Mm-hmm. And for the women, um, it seemed to be more of a challenge as college hockey is a big part of their life uh, where the men get to just move on to pro hockey, right? Yeah. Um, and luckily for the men, you know, a lot of the guys had COVID during the summer. So there wasn't a big, big issue. Um, yeah. or on the other side, um, they were, they were really, really tiptoeing around everything and, and it made it tough, um, emotionally and mentally, but overall for both teams, um, it was a tough year. Um, it was, there was a lot of, uh, mental battles and emotional battles that, uh, we all had to get through together. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what 
helped us, right, is that we're in the same boat and we're trying to pursue the same, um, the same end goal and, and we were doing it together. So given that, that's, that's part of what I think, you know, allowed us to have the success we did, um, this season. Right on, man. Well, I wish you and your guys and your teams, you know, the best of luck, uh, as we roll into the summer and start gearing up for next season already, cause it's obviously not too far away, but, uh, you know, maybe you can just start off by briefly sharing a bit of your story and your background and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I started playing hockey when I was about 10 years old. Um, my dad's a big fan. He's, he's Czech. And so he likes the game and nice. he got us into it. And, and so obviously played youth hockey, um, lived in two different countries, three different countries and, and a bunch of States, but ended up in Ohio. Um, I, I did move on to junior hockey, um, mainly played tier three. And then uh, got a brief opportunity to play at the Division three level, um, where things didn't go so great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, and then I just got right into it, right? Got yeah, right into sure. and and that was it. Yeah, well, you know, maybe we can. Uh, obviously, you played a little bit, and and even if um, you know your playing career might have not have gone in the the direction that you necessarily wanted, but I think there's a lot of obviously lessons to be learned. For I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there maybe going through the same hardships that can kind of learn through your path, right? So maybe you can just kind of dive a bit into your playing career. And I know you played over you know 75 junior games, regardless of of what level of junior it was. But when you were first making that transition to junior hockey, like where did you first initially struggle the most? Yeah, one of the things that that I know that I struggled with is that I went in too early, right? Mm. I wasn't ready. And for those kids that are out there just, oh, they want to play juniors, they want to play juniors, just be patient, right? Mm -hmm. Dominate where you're at, play games, and then go to the next level, mm. right? Um, so for me, it was kind of first year, I didn't, I didn't play a single game. Right. And part of the learning process, the development process as a, as a young athlete is getting those games, right. Learning mm -hmm. how to deal with losses, learning how to, um, earn wins and just mm -hmm. mentally being part of, of a team where, um, you can, you know, give them success, bring them success. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you can kind of just, you know, for the kids at home, um, I think everybody wants, you know, we all want the jacket, right? We all want to be able to kind of go play and, and tell our buddies, Hey, I'm playing here and doing this, but you know, maybe you can kind of go a little deeper into that. Cause you know, even for me, you know, I, I've, I just kind of took everything really slow and, you know, made sure that, that I was over prepared, I guess you could say before even making that jump, just to make sure there was no risks or anything like that. But for kids who are kind of in that rush or have a rushing mind to get to the next level, um, you know, what's some advice you have for them to kind of take a step back and, and zoom out a little bit on the entire marathon of like a girl of uh, an elite goalie career? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what I just said, you you take a look at where you're at now. And you say, am I dominating this level? If the answer is yes, then it's probably time to move on. If the answer mm -hmm. is not really no, um, I'm just average or I'm below average, then um, you need to reassess what you're what you're trying to do and mm. make sure that you you conquer where you're at right now yeah. right because that's what's important right yeah um, in order to get on to the next level you have to get past the the previous level yeah 
you know, successfully. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of kids kind of lose the sight of that because maybe there's a lot of distractions, right? Like, oh, guys are saying, well, I'm not on the right team or I'm not in the right place or this and that. So what would you kind of say to those kids that maybe are kind of turning the, the blind eye to, you know, how much they can personally grow to and control what's in their own control? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, you know, just like, like our sport and our position, it's, it's all mental and how you perceive whatever it is that, you know, whatever obstacles in front of you. Right. So just because yeah. my best friend moves on to the USHL and I believe that I should be there as well. Um, doesn't always make it so, so it's, it is tough, right? I'll tell you that having that, that mindset where you got to tell yourself, well, I'm not ready. Mm. Um, it's, it's really tough. Right. And, yeah. and part of it is making sure that you have the right people around you to guide mm. you. Right. Um, my dad never played hockey. Um, I didn't, I don't think I had the right guidance around me. So it was just like, uh, a push. I thought, oh, well, let me play at the next level. Let me play at the next level mm-hmm. um, where you have to make sure you surround yourself with the right people that are guiding you in the right direction and, and letting you know that, hey, you're not ready or, okay, it's time to, to give it a go. Yeah. So after you kind of got to, to junior hockey and, and you know, it, um, it, was, it was kind of a, a surprise to you, what was sort of the biggest transition that you had to make to, to be able to compete and go on to, to play 75 junior games? Yeah, I mean it's it's all mental, um, you know, for for goalies, it's it's mental, it's emotional. You have to have a really high ability to deal with those types of of um, thought processes and emotional controls, and you know it doesn't stop. Like even Jack is is still working on it now, right? Mm-hmm. And he just wanted Mike Richter. Right. It's a nonstop process where you're trying to develop, you know, the right mindset and the right emotional state to get through whatever obstacles come your way. Yeah. And, and I, you know, you went on to play a bit of college as well, as you mentioned. But for for kids looking to make either that transition to junior hockey or college hockey in, in the near future, you know, what's something that they should be working on at the minor hockey level right now that you think will help prepare them for the challenges that lie ahead of them when they get there? Yeah. Um, I'm going back to it again. Uh, it's just mental, right? Yeah. Uh, making sure that, that you're prepared to deal with adversity as mm. far as whether you don't play and you think you should, or, um, you know, you get pulled from a game when you thought you shouldn't have, or, you know, the coach doesn't dress you and you sit in the stands. Um, you have to be able to deal with, whatever's going on around you and just put in the work, um, you know, have goals, right. Set goals, set standards for yourself. And, you know, sometimes when, when you do set, uh, you know, a clear destination of what you want to do, um, obstacles tend to become a little easier to overcome. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have a clear destination, right. A clear goal and obstacles come your way, it's really hard to get over them. Mm. Right. So, you know, that's, that's one of the the primary things that uh, me and my goalies start with is setting a clear picture of exactly what you want to do, how you want to accomplish it and what we have to do to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can kind of go a little deeper into, um, you know, your, your specific goal setting process, obviously 
relatively important. And I think that there, there's some people out there that may be saying, you know, oh, that we don't want to set too many goals because of goal overload. But if you don't, if you don't know where the ship's heading, then when it kind of veers off, it's it's hard to kind of put it back on the track. So maybe you can kind of just describe your, your goal setting process with your goaltenders and how you kind of get to that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we start with our outcome goal, right? Big picture. What What is it that you want? And this could be laid out in different ways, right? You could talk about um, this season. You could talk about, you know, five years from now. Um, however, whatever timeline you want to put it in, whatever you're working towards currently, that's your outcome goal, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to make a, let's say I got two years of junior hockey and I want to make a Division One roster, okay, that's my outcome goal. Mm-hmm. I want to be a Division One hockey player, right? Now, in order to do that, um, there's a, um, you know, there's a process to it. Um, but before that process, you need to understand what it takes to do that. Right. So your second goal is going to be, um, determining what does a division, what does it take to get a division one scholarship? Right. Mm -hmm. What does my goals against average need to look like? What do my stats need to look like? What am I trying to accomplish? Do I want to win, you know, uh, a Clark Cup? Do I need to win a Clark Cup, right? right? Do I need to win a goalie of the year, right? And so statistically, what does that need to look like? And then finally, the most important part is the process, okay? So I know what I want in the, by the end of the, these two years. I know what I need to do statistically, Um that may or may not be in my sole control. And then I know what I need to do as far as the process and how to get there. And now the process is the most important because that is 100% in my control, right? So, so I need to set a standard for what I need to do on a daily, weekly basis in order to achieve what I want. Um, yeah. So. yeah and, and then I guess, you know, kind of uh, looking back at, at your entire playing career you know what's probably the biggest adversity ever faced and and how exactly did you overcome it well I didn't finish college hockey so I don't think I overcame it (laughs) but (laughs) no um the biggest thing was just the 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 mental side of the game right learning how to to deal with the the highs and lows of of you know you know, playing or not playing or, mm. or your career and right. learning how to deal with that emotionally as well. Uh, because, you know, it takes a toll on you. And Absolutely. so one of the, the things that, you know, that I did, uh, the best things I ever did is I took that negative and I turned it into a positive because mm-hmm. I used that, um, that experience that I had that I know I messed up right mm-hmm. that i know that i i i wasn't good at and i went all in on coaching right yeah so now when i coach um a lot of what i like to do is goal setting it, it has a lot to do with the mental side of the game it has a lot to do with processing and and how we you know how you feel mm. how you think how you think about yourself how you think about others right? All of that matters. And, and that's how I took my experience and translated it now into my coaching where, um, what I, I don't want any of my kids to be like, or do the same things I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, want to dive into your, your coaching career at the next level now, you know, five years uh, coaching at the division one level, uh, both women and men. And uh, maybe you can finally just, you know, briefly dive into your specific three or four pillars you surround your goaltending and playing philosophy around and, you know, why you think they're so important. Some of the stuff you kind of just labeled there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's those, you know, there's mental side of the game as well as the emotional and, and helping kids understand that. Um, but you also, as a coach, if, if there are, you know, any um, coaches looking to coach at the la- uh, next level is there's no cookie cutter answer, right? Um, you know, like a, a Jack LaFontaine is not going to respond um, the same way as a, like a Carter McPhail, right? Yeah. Um, they're two different people. They're two different goalies. And what you need to do is make sure you build a relationship and you build trust, mm-hmm. right? From there, everything else becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if, if I were to say pillar number one, it's build a relationship and build trust, right? And, and then go from there. Um, and there's a lot of ways of doing that. Um, and you have to find what you're good at and how you can build relationships. Some guys are really good at talking, right? Yep. And some guys are funny. I'm not funny at all. <laughs> but some guys are funny and they can use that to connect with their goalies. And right. some guys are more serious. Some guys are, you know, a little quieter. For me, um, I observe, I, I, at least I believe I observe very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Jack and I created our relationship is through um, good communication and observation and really mm-hmm. understanding who he is not only as a goalie but primarily as a person because mm-hmm. that's what matters right it's Absolutely. it's a people business and people come first um so if you want to build relationship and trust you have to understand your athlete mm-hmm. yeah and, and maybe we can kind of you know obviously the the mental side and and the emotional side of things kind of keep coming up in the conversation maybe you can just detail like what do you think is one of the most important mental characteristics that you can start working on today for everybody listening yeah, that's a good question. Um, being able to, if you, I guess if you want to put it in an easy way, is being able to work when nobody else is looking or mm. nobody else cares. Yeah. Right? Character that's almost. the biggest one, right? Is yeah. when nobody cares if you're working or not. Um, mm. And so, I I mean, I read this thing the other day. It's, it's when some like, you know, some guys get – get the genes, but never the work ethic or the resilience. Mm-hmm. And then there's other guys that work, but never have the innate ability to do the job. Right. And then there's others that have both. But what makes a goalie really good is that those that have both the genes and the ability to work, they never rely on the first one, mm-hmm. which is their genes. They rely right. on their work ethic and, and their ability to just grind no matter what. Yeah. And, and you, you kind of mentioned that resilience. I mean, um, you know, obviously at the next level, I feel like everybody just goes through challenges and everybody has a hard time transitioning and it's, it's, you know, you, you have to kind of build that resilience. So, you know, how, how can you, how can people at home kind of work to build that resilience if, if maybe they don't have that kind of natural talent? Yeah. I mean, the one, one of the ways that I try to instill it within our yeah. athletes is uh, there's this really good 
book called Hockey Tough by Saul Miller. Mm. Um, and in there, it has a lot of activities that uh, that you work through. And so um, th- that's one way. Yeah. But to me, in reality, I think that uh, building resilience is also um, a, you know, it's uh, self-inflicting, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. you versus you, right? right? It's, no matter what my goalie coach says, at the end of the day, I'm going to, you know, that's why it's when nobody's watching or nobody cares, right? Are you working mm-hmm. or are you just sitting on the couch eating a bag of potato chips? Who knows, right? right? Nobody knows. Only you know mm-hmm. um, what you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And so building that resilience is just, you know, you'll have your, your parents, you'll have your coaches um, teaching you and leading you how to, how to work hard. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to love to work hard. Right. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's what kind of brings that resilience out is if you love working hard, um, then you're in the right position. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of mentioned as well, you know, there's, there's no cookie cutter answer to like any goalie. And maybe we can go kind of into, you know, identity development, right? You know, Jack is different than a, a Carter McPhail and, you know, I, just as I'm different from them, right? So for other goalies listening out there that are maybe trying to find their own identity, you know, what's some good advice you have for them to, to kind of, you know, find their own way to play essentially, right? So that way they can stand out in this crowded world. Yeah. Um, understand what your strengths are and mm-hmm. then get really good at them, Right. So every right. goalie's every goalie's good at something, right? Um, especially as you get into juniors in college, you're there for a reason. Um, you need to have an understanding of what you're really good at, and then make it better, right? Mm-hmm. And along the way, you'll improve on your weaknesses, right? For sure. Um, but you know, that's I think that's that's one of the things for me in my mind is that sometimes. You know, goalies have their strengths and they focus so much at what they're not good at that they lose sight of what they're good at. Yeah, right? I agree. So flip that, take what you're good at, be really, really, really good at it. And then, you know, along the way, you'll you'll work on your weaknesses. You know, like you take a, like a Stalock here from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He was a really good puck handler. Yeah. Right? And he got even better at it. And there's, you know, that helped him along the way. It didn't hurt him. I'll tell you that much for sure. Um, so, so I think honestly, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. So. No, I think that's great. I mean, um, I I'm a short guy. I could never be six uh, five, no matter how hard I tried. Right. So, and 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 that's not necess- And obviously, that's one of my weaknesses. And and it's maybe that's one of those we can't necessarily work on. But you can work on your skating. You can work on your positioning to kind of. You know, and, and I personally, I double down on those things because I was like, you know what, if people don't like me because I'm this size, then that is what it is. But I know there's somebody out there that will like me for my skating, that will like me for my positioning and my puck reads and stuff like that. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then specifically diving into this past season, uh, amazing breakout year for for you, your team and, and your goaltender, Jack, who, who we had previously on the show uh, winning the Mike Richter Award. Um, but maybe you can just start off by detailing Jack in general and, and some of his strengths and maybe some of his weaknesses, if you're comfortable chatting about them. And, uh, you know, the work you guys did this this last year to, together to get him to a level of being uh, Division One college hockey's best every night. Yeah, so I'd say, um, like, you look at the end result 
and then you look at the season and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you almost have to take a step back because the process really started the year before, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So as, as Jack and I started building our, our relationship the first year, um, it didn't come until Christmas time, time where things started to click, right? We, yeah. we had a lot of falls. We had a lot of lows and highs. I mean, I think North Dakota, the first year beat us like nine, one, <laughs> you know, so it's, and then yeah, Penn, State, Penn State did the same thing. Yeah. So, so there was a lot of highs and lows and man, mental battles within that season. Um, but come Christmas time, um, it just, things started to click and, mm-hmm. and part of it wasn't really much of what I did, but a lot of what Jack did. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason Jack is so successful is because he's very detail oriented. Um, and along with that, he has, you know, he, he's a very, very hard worker. Like mm-hmm. that's might be understating it. Uh, so, yeah. so for any goalies out there, that's, you know, like you think you're working hard. Um, think again, yeah. uh, there's always something you can work on. Even, you know, Mike Richter, Vezina trophy winner or whatever. Um, you'll notice that those guys, um, once they get back at it, they're always working on their game. They're always working on some aspect of the game. And a lot of it is off the ice, mm. right? Whether it's mental, you know, mobility, speed, whatever vision, um so like some of the things that jack does is i don't know where he finds the time but there are 24 hours in the day yeah he he finds a way he's a savage with his time yep exactly um (laughs) so you know it did it does help you know he's he's very like i said he's very detail oriented he's a hard worker so that made my job very easy um because i'm a i'm a similar way where um I'm detailed in, in what I try to do, um, and what I try to do with each goalie. So, you know, just because we were working on a a certain thing, you know, I think that we created a good, good chemistry within our group where I understand that Jared Moe is not going to do this the same way as Jack LaFontaine. Yeah. Right. So they were both able to play their game, um, and then find success within it. Mm-hmm. And so for Jack being detail oriented and, and a workhorse, uh, he was able to take what we did and just maximize it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, where he, he was able to find quite a bit of success, um, on his own. Yeah. Was, was there anything, uh, specifically, I guess in the last, you know, the two years that you guys been working together that, you know, you kind of like came to consensus and, and, um, you know, figure it out together that helped him kind of get an edge on the ice when he played. Yeah. I mean, there's always something, uh, the biggest thing that I know that we worked on a lot, um, recently, like during the season was lateral plays, Mm. uh, finding a way to, to hold our feet, finding a way to get there on our feet, finding Mm. a way to get there quicker, more efficient, um, and put ourselves in a position to either make the save or keep moving again. Right. Um, and I think that he did a really, really nice job, um, kind of figuring that out and what yeah. worked best for him as far as lateral plays. Yeah. Well, maybe you can kind of detail like some of the drills that you guys put together specifically, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're goal, like goalie nerds on the show here. People yeah. love the details. So maybe you can kind of get into it a little bit if you don't mind. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as as lateral plays, like um, biggest thing is working through the anchor, right? So the anchor is the middle of the crease, mm. uh, which allows you to get, get on angle before gaining depth, yeah. right? So understanding how to get on angle quicker. Um, that's one of the parts. Um, another part is just like presenting your lead hand. So as you're moving laterally, like um, mm. Jack likes to call it giving the player a target. So mm. my lead hand kind of presents itself. So if there is a shot before I arrive, at least that, uh, you know, something's ready to make a save. Right. Um, that's one. And then we, we kind of started doing this, this move. We call it the Bob. And <laughs> we call it the Bob because of Bobrovsky, right? So oh, true. Okay. <laughs> I was watching, you know, I was watching, you know, I was watching him play, you know, whatever it was. And I was seeing him do a certain move. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Right. So then I looked at other goalies and, and mainly Bob was one of the guys that did it really well. And like Corpusalo and, and those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jack, let's try this. And he liked it. He got good at it and it worked for him. So we kept it. Um, and like, for example, like it just because it works for Jack doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. Right. So it's, um, as far so, as, the move, so, so what's the Bob? Yeah. Yeah. That's the next question. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot easier to show than it is to describe, but okay. If, if you think about it, I know that for Jack, he likes to use it on rushes, like odd man rushes. Okay. Um, but essentially, as you're creating backwards flow, um, that pass is released off of the stick, mm-hmm. right? And so what Jack does is he, he hinges backwards with his, you know, kind of towards the middle of the, um, of the crease. Oh, I see. So when, now when he rotates... It's just a small shuffle that puts him in position, right? Versus a long shuffle or a long T push, he kind of drifts back into the middle of the crease and then shuffles the rest of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a skill to doing it with speed, and he found that skill pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah. so he liked it, and it worked for him. So great. Um, but one of the most important things that the reason we discussed this. Uh, we started this, this discussion was because we wanted to find a way that worked for him that on that lateral pass, if the guy cut back or passed it back, could we move on our feet? Right. Right. So now not only are you moving on your feet one way, now you got to move back on your feet the other way. Yeah. Right. And this happens in about two seconds. Yeah. Right. And so he found something that works for him because when he's doing this, he's able to keep his feet underneath him. So by the time he arrives to the, the initial pass, or even if the guy one touches it back, right in the process of his motion, he's able to just push back against the way he came. Wow. That's interesting. So it's a lot wow. easier to, to, to see in video. No, no, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. And I actually seen him do it. So basically it's, is to allow him so that way he's not kind of full spread within like a T push or something when he's kind of moving laterally right, exactly. allows him to make an adjustment a lot quicker because his feet are right underneath him. Exactly. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's somewhere out there on social media. I don't know if it's on mine or not. I don't know if it could be <laughs> on mine or on Mega Gold Tending. 
Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. So regarding the, the, you know, big championships and, you know, you guys won the big 10 division, obviously a lot of big games, one and done games and, and also got a berth in the tournament. Um, but you know, what's some advice you have for goaltenders in, in big games and to handle game time anxiety and, and performance anxiety? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Um, to me, I think it's a culmination of, of the whole season, right? Yeah, um, for sure. At the end of the day, it's just another game, right? Mm. That's the mindset, right? Um, it's it's just another game, mm-hmm. right? When when you hype up something that uh, that doesn't need to be hyped up, um, it kind of gets makes you gets overly at, anxious, right? Yeah, you know, gets at you mentally, um, maybe even emotionally. But learning mm. how to deal, like have that mindset where you know it's just. It's just another game, one puck at a time, right? Um, one save at a time, whatever, whatever it is that anchors you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you have to find out as an individual, right? Yeah. Obviously, you have coaches that can help you and guide you that direction. Um, but you just have to find a way to anchor yourself and and understand that at the end of the day, it's just a game, and and you're you like this whole season, you just played thirty games and you won twenty eight out of them. Yeah. 28 out of 30. So, um, you know, you can, you can win games and you just got to play your game. Yeah. You know, I like how you kind of said that it, it really is a, you know, the, your result is really kind of a reflection of, you know, the work you do during the year. Right. Cause, and I, I kind of share a similar mentality where, you know, throughout the year it's, it, it, you know, we're, we're basically getting our systems and our processes and everything ready for the playoffs really like that that's when that's when it really counts right and by the time you get to the playoffs you don't want to be like inventing anything new you want to know exactly kind of all the different systems and everything that you're going to do and when you get there that allows you to kind of treat it like just another game and you're just focusing on your processes and and moving forward maybe you can kind of touch a little bit on that in terms of you know how getting ready for playoff hockey and building confidence for the postseason really starts throughout the whole season right yeah yeah, I mean, when college hockey can be a little different just because, you know, each each league you're playing the same teams. Yeah. Uh, and you don't play anybody else really uh, unless you have a non-conference or, you know, in the tournament, right? So mm-hmm. even the non-conferences, you only see them one weekend and that's it, right? right. Um, so as preparing for, you know, for getting into playoffs and, and trying to go beyond, um, it's similar to what, what I talked about is, is having an understanding of our strengths mm-hmm. and making sure that we work on them and understanding where, where our weaknesses lie and, and how we can get better. But I think the most important part as goalie is understanding your team and how your team works, mm-hmm. right? Because you'll face different types of teams and different types of offenses. And, and you really have to understand how, how your defensive structure works. Mm-hmm. right how your d works right how you know maybe this certain d tends to turn over the puck below the goal line mm-hmm. i need to be ready right or or you know <laughs> this this guy tends to lose race races to the corners right um so i need to prepare myself right or you know vice versa this guy you know when he has the puck i don't have to worry i know he's gonna make a tape today pass the puck's gonna be out of the mm-hmm. you know out of the zone um so in preparation for for playoffs it's just having a very good understanding of of what your team is like mm-hmm. um 
what you're all about and how you can have cohesion within all of that in order to um, help your team get past Yeah, and, and you know, you kind of alluded to, I, I, I like the examples you use because it's it's like you got to kind of know where your team's weaknesses are and like where you got to be the glue and kind of fill in the gaps, right? Whereas some goalies at the minor hockey level, they're just constantly like, not focusing on themselves, pointing fingers, oh, this guy got B, he keeps getting B here and this and that. You know, obviously Jack had to make a lot of saves he shouldn't, right? Um, So what's advice, you know, some advice you have for kids out there that are maybe like pointing fingers and really not worrying about themselves and their own development, right? You know, we kind of alluded to it early in the conversation too of like, hey, even sometimes you're on a bad team, you got to know that, hey, what it's going to take to really get to the next level, you can't let that kind of get in the way, you can't get distracted by that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's pretty much it, right? Is you have to have an understanding of your team, and if you know, if little Jimmy has tunnel vision and he loses <laughs> the guy in front quite often, I better know that when Jimmy's, you know, at net front, I need to communicate and let him know that there's someone there, yeah. right? And so that's part of it is is understanding, like you just said, understanding your team's weaknesses and knowing how to kind of be the glue to, you know, put everything together. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for kids looking to, to be division one champs or, or win personal accolades, such as the Mike Richter award, um, you know, what's some of the best advice you can give them that will kind of help them understand, you know, what it, what it truly takes to be considered, you know, not just to win them, but to even be considered for those awards and accolades and championships and what kind of consistency is required. Yeah. Um, a few things that, you know, we, we said it, but just work hard. Even yeah. when nobody's looking, when nobody cares, work hard. Um, if, you know, set set your goals. If there's something that you really want, you better be doing everything you can to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no stone unturned, right? Finding ways to do that. And, and honestly, like, a lot of it is off the ice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you have to take care of your body. You have to eat well right? Maybe you have to do vision training, you have to, you know, do mobility, you have to stretch, you have to work out, you have to do this, you have to do that, right? You have to build a a strong mindset, you have to learn how to control your emotions, which can be hard sometimes, especially yeah. when you're a teenager. Yeah, no um, But there's a lot of things that that come together, right? It's, you know, it's a puzzle, and you got to start to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there will be people there that that help you along the way and 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 you have to be able to find those people that you trust that can help you get you there um you know at the end of the day you're doing all the work but you know there there will be people there to to guide you and help you along the way yeah yeah and, and regarding you know your your five-year tenure coaching at the, the division one level now you know what do you think are some of the most important and common characteristics of, of goalies who typically find success quickly at the division one level when they come in as freshmen? As freshmen. Yeah. Uh, work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like work ethic, do whatever it takes. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I hate to say it, but you gotta be a winner too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's competitive, right? right? Yeah, you got to be a winner, and that doesn't just mean games, right? It could be in practice. It could be, you know, playing ping pong before practice, right? right? Having that winning mindset that mm. you know, everything I do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best. Mm. And that's it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I guess for for kids who typically have a hard time transitioning to the Division One level, you know, where do you typically initially see them struggle the most? In yeah, in college hockey, I think part of it is um, it is emotional. Where a lot of these kids, maybe they haven't left home, right? Yeah. Maybe they're dealing with other things. Or junior hockey, I haven't gone to school for two years. Right now, I gotta pick up four classes. Go to workouts, go to team meetings, yeah. right? Go skate, and uh, you know that time management piece is huge, yeah. right? So if you can create structure within your life during juniors when you have absolutely nothing going on, right? You know, get a job, right? Uh, find ways to be productive, set a good schedule, right? Learn how to manage your time. Um, it's going to be absolutely critical. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I just remember being in college, too. And you're kind of like, you don't even know if you're going to make it through like every semester, you know what I mean? Because you're just so jammed with everything. So, you know, your advice would be for, for kids at the junior level is like, hey, start living a college lifestyle even before you get there. Yeah, wake up early. Guess what? You, you know, mm. in college, sometimes schedules don't work and your workouts are going to be at 630, yeah. whether you like it or not. <laughs> Goalie you know skates, what? too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Goalie skates, maybe practice might be in the afternoon. Then you got to go to night class too. Right. Who knows, right. It all depends on how the team schedule works. Um, but, you know, like I think it's just creating good habits and um, sticking to them. Yeah. You know, because I, I do I do think that in, in junior hockey, like sometimes we can create some bad habits uh, that don't help us along the way. Um, you know, when you can't play video games for five hours in, in college. Yeah. No kidding. You, know, you flunk out. <laughs> yeah. You can't watch Netflix for, for another four hours after that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and finally, uh, you know, for our audience, what, what, do you, what are maybe the two best hacks either on ice drills or off ice drills that you do with your goalies that typically help them find success much quicker on the ice? The two best hacks. Oh, yeah. Some guys good. like. Some guys bring up like vision training. Some guys bring up like mobility. Some guys got like bagger drills. You know what I mean? What, what, what's your two best hacks? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I'll say it anyways. Uh, there's this, this good story I was told the other day. Um, Let's hear it. So, so this kid was talking to Mitch Korn and you know, he, he asked Mitch, he was like, how, how much of the game is, is mental? Mm. And Mitch responds, like, how much do you think? And the kid goes, 90%. And he's like, all right, is that what you think? And he's like, all right, 95%. And he's <laughs> like, I don't know. You tell me, like, is that yeah. is that what you really think? And then he's like, maybe. And then Mitch uh, goes and he says, you're right. It's 90% mental. And then the rest is in your head. <laughs> So it's a hundred percent mental. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so the way that, you know, even if you think about it, like that is the hack to, yeah. to life, Absolutely. right. You know, work having a good work ethic is mental. The ability to wake up and go do what you need to do. Um, eating right. That's mental. Like it's easier for me to grab a donut and put it in my mouth. It's a lot tougher to make sure I eat my broccoli. Right. especially for those younger kids. Right. Yeah. 100%. Um, it, you know, building my process and building good habits, 
um, it's a mental fight that you'll, you'll fight for the rest of your life. Um, and so the better you can get at it, you know, the better off you'll be. Um, it'll help you in your hockey career and it will help you in life. Yeah. Right. Cause everything goes from that. Yeah, right? absolutely. In order to create good habits, new habits, right. Get over bad, bad things that happen mm-hmm. to you or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, your mind is going to kind of direct you the way that's, that, that uh, either you want it to, or it's going to direct you uh, the way you don't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carl, you have any, you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Yeah, just uh, I think that if if you have a goal and and um, there's something that you really want to do, do not let anybody else stand in your way. Yeah, do whatever it takes, and that's it. Yeah, be resilient, chase your dream. Right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach Popper, you know, thank you for coming on the show, buddy, and congrats on obviously an amazing season for you, your team, and, and your goaltender Jack and. You know, really happy we get on the chat a little deeper into into your year, and uh, you know we had Jack on previously, and he said some great things about you. And I know today we'll just, you know, shed a ton of light on not just what it takes to get to the next level, but to have success there as well. So, can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you online? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, you know, you can follow me at Carl Popper. Um, that's K R E L P O P P E R or mm-hmm. uh, Mega Goaltending. Uh, Twitter, same thing. I don't really tweet much, but I got it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, if you're in the twin cities, if you're in the area and you want to get on the ice, you know, you can, you can email me Carl at megagoaltending.com, um, or check out our website, megagoaltending.com, um, for any additional information or ice. But, uh, anyway, you want to get a hold of me, just, you know, if you really want to, you'll find a way. Yeah. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways. Instagram, you know, go on the website or email me directly. Yeah. So go check out Carl Popper and all the mentioned links will be available in the show notes. And he's coached at the next level for five years now. And him and his goaltenders, you know, uh, have experienced tons of success in recent memory. And no, he uh, definitely has a bright future ahead of him. But uh, maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, man, if that's something that interests you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Good luck as you head back to campus, likely in the next 40 days or so. The summer's flying by, but you take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. All right, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come on the show in the next few months. And in the next few weeks, we have a bunch of NHL coaches lined up, some really, really high-profile people. So make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. as next week I have another amazing coach coming on from the next level. And that's 25-year NHL coaching veteran Jim Corsi. And we dive in his long tenure at the NHL level, both coaching and playing, how the game has changed significantly during his time coaching at that level, as well as we dive deep into his time working with some of the best goalies in the world of all time, really. Uh, Hall of Famers, Dominic Hasek and, and future Hall of Famer, Ryan Miller. Amazing career for Jim. Super great guy. It was just fantastic to connect. Amazing conversation. 
I know you guys are going to love this one, so make sure to tune back next week. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, neuro tracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month. And even if you don't win... Uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the future the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.